Welcome back, and thanks again for joining us here on the Sound Logic Podcast. Today, we're revisiting one of our favorite segments. This is where we re rank the last 10 albums that we reviewed. This time, it's albums number 41 to 50, and a bit of a milestone. Ben, we made it to 50 albums again. Yeah. 50 reviews for the second time. Second time we've reached our 50th anniversary. Yeah. Uh, so we, we only get to do that one more time because we made it to 60 last time. So then when we get to 61, it'll be uncharted territory again. Yeah. The the 50th is the golden anniversary. So we should have gotten something gold oh. for each other. Um, oh, I'm uh, sorry. But we've got some gold records here to be reviewing. Oh, so uh, for sure, Absolutely. maybe that covers our bases. <laughs> yeah, uh, I might do it. Yeah, might do it. Um, if you're new to this, uh, it's very simple. We'll just start from number 50 and work our way backwards and talk about, uh, we'll compare where Rolling Stone ranked the albums and then where we would have put these last 10 if we compared them with each other. So are you ready to go, Ben? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So we've re- we've revealed our shared document where we can see it all. Uh, we'll start. <laughs> we'll, Giant we'll, gas. We'll, yeah, we'll we'll start at number fifty. Yeah, uh, this is where Rolling Stone magazine had the blueprint by Jay Z, and maybe we'll start with you. You've put another hip hop album here, Ben. Why don't you tell us what you've got? Yeah, we just talked about the blueprint. Um, I, some mixed feelings about it for sure. But Elmatic, I think, was the one that was even harder for me to wrap my head around. And especially as I looked at this block of 10, I think it's the one that I have sort of the least, I don't know, familiarity is the wrong word. But as I look through them thinking, oh, that was good. That was, that'd be fun to read, is it? Oh, that'd be interesting to take a look at that one again. I got to Elmatic and was like, I don't even think I can pick a song that was on that album and it wasn't that long ago that we (laughs) reviewed it um so yeah there's something about it that uh, hasn't stuck with me um and uh was not what i was expecting i I thought given that i had appreciated Nas in the past that i'd I'd be drawn into that one and kind of fell a little flat for me so i've got it here in the last of this block of 10 what about you very, very interesting that you say that. I, I feel very similar about the album I picked. I want to say one thing before we continue. These 10 were hard for me to pick. Hmm. And because I think that there's not there's not an album that I really, really loved, and there's not an album that I really, really hated. Yeah. It was, it was kind of all in the middle, and, and they're all good albums, but... Um, it also wasn't a block that you were terribly familiar with, right? I think no, neither I, of us I, uh, had a huge bunch of these that we that we knew. But uh, other than the ones that we have already reviewed, which was Ramones and Legend and uh, Let It Bleed, I think those were all the only three. Mm, wow! Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't think I had heard any of them even those i hadn't heard before we done the first time so no i wasn't familiar at all but the one i connected with the least and the one i really really struggled with we and i've struggled with this artist (laughs) more than once was sign of the times by prince and oh yeah (laughs) uh 
I would like to come back to the lyrics because uh-huh. I think his I think he some of his lyrics are a little cryptic or poetic. Some of them are maybe more shock value, but I think some of them are are rather insightful. Uh-huh. And I think he's painting a picture of culture at the time and um I'd like to come back to that. The music I just can't click with this style of 80s kind of rock and experimental drum machines and (laughs) the instrumentation i mentioned just just really uh is something that i i I can't connect with so because of that i put this at the bottom here it's the one i'm probably least likely to play again and i want to i want to make a a notation here i i recognize prince is great an extremely talented and beloved artist and I recognize that the songs are good songs on the album. I just can't connect with them. Sure. And uh, not to say I won't try again, but um, I'm least likely, I think, of these 10 to try with this one. So that's that's why it's at the bottom for me. We should always make a disclaimer, too, with these re-rankings that we're just talking about 10 albums here. Um, yes. It doesn't mean that this is the worst album we've ever heard. <laughs> no. It's just where we put it in this group of 10. No, because that might be Highway... 61 revisited (laughs) (laughs) at least one higher yeah Yeah, right uh okay well let's uh let's move on to number 49 yeah which is where uh or i guess it since it's just the 10 in the ninth spot but number 49 was uh equemini by outcast yeah we seem to have picked the same thing should we say it at the same time (laughs) okay okay Uh, yeah after three one two three let, let it, bleed. it bleed. Yeah, so let it bleed. Um, yeah. Ah. Man, for the Stones, for me, for Stones albums, and, and we, you know, if you've listened to the show before, you know we're not big, we've struggled with the Stones, but for yeah. me, it's like every album has one or two, like, dynamite songs. Yes. Like, just incredible songs that are timeless and people will be listening to for decades to come. And then for me, the rest of the album is like forgettable. Yeah. Uh, and that was was no different here. So like, I don't I don't hate the Stones, and I don't hate this album, and I don't hate all the songs. But it just, I would rather listen to a curated list, curated by me, of course, of all their best songs, mm-hmm. according to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and I and I would really like it, but. Anyways, I we don't need to beat up the stones again, or I don't. Anyways, to, but um, yeah, I put it near the bottom here. Anything else to add to that, Ben? <laughs> no, only to say I think this is my favorite Stones album that we've reviewed so far, but it still doesn't do a lot for me. Um, so yeah, it's I, still only better. It's in your mind only better than one of the the ten albums we've reviewed here. <laughs> that's right. I empathize and, and resonate with everything that you said. Yep. Yeah, I think this might be my favorite Stones album that we've reviewed so far as well. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's a good one. Claim it's it. a good one. There's a few things I like. I, I, I will. <laughs> uh, let's move on. At number In the eighth spot, number 48 was Legend, the best of Bob Marley and the Whalers. Oh. As we mentioned many times, but I want to keep mentioning it, our, our most listened to review at least the the original review that we did yeah when it was number 46 on the 2012 list so if you haven't listened to that and at this point i would imagine everyone's still listening has listened to it, but go listen to that because it was a wonderful <laughs> conversation yeah um 
We uh, we've only had that one out for a f- few weeks, the re-release. So we'll see how long it takes it to catch up with the uh, <laughs> right the original launch. <laughs> to the original, yeah. Yeah. yeah, which is still getting listens. Yep. <laughs> uh, to this day. Uh, so what would you put at the number eight spot, Ben? Um, this is where I have Jay-Z's The Blueprint. Um, okay. An album that felt nostalgic listening to, but um, aside from some of the bigger uh, radio hits, I, I wasn't totally enamored with it. I'm still a little unsure of what to do with Jay-Z, the sort of icon that he's become and uh it was it was enlightening and helpful to go through this album i'm really grateful we did but uh i i don't really feel strongly about revisiting it and so i think for that reason it, it gets tucked in here hmm. yeah well said um this is where i put Nas's ilmatic i don't know why i say ilmatic this is where i put Nas's ilmatic uh yeah i i struggled with it as well uh, as you mentioned um i think the reason i didn't put it at number 10 and and just a few bumps higher is i did find it very compelling hmm. um as much as it was really hard to relate with a lot of the, the lyrics and the themes um, i did find it very compelling and i do have i i'm very intrigued by debut albums yeah, and the more we go through this, there's something about a debut album because it's so raw and fresh for mm-hmm. most artists. You know, they haven't done much of anything else before, um, and uh, in some cases they don't know who they are yet. But in other cases, it's just they haven't been uh, <laughs> touched by the industry yet either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think there's something special about a debut album. So uh, that was compelling to me. Especially when they kind of change the industry too, which I think this one is is really oh absolutely yeah. and 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 we talked about how many how many dozens maybe hundreds of songs have sampled yeah uh, pieces of this album yeah uh, so it's it's just immensely influential but again not my genre mm-hmm. um, not one that I'm familiar with not an artist I'm familiar with uh lyrically in terms of language not something i associate with so probably not one i'm coming back to too often but um uh i i do want to mention one thing i i recently created a uh in quotations old school hip-hop playlist on spotify just just for just for myself and and for kind of a nostalgic thing to listen to um I have to be careful because listening to it a lot of times with, you know, other families with kids. So I had to try and make it uh, kid friendly, <laughs> which is hard. Um, and I, I chose a lot of radio friendly stuff, but I, I'm going back to a lot of the albums and songs that we've listened to on this podcast. And uh, I had a few by Nas on this playlist. I had to remove them because I like to put it on shuffle. And if there's, kids around you know there's i gotta be careful so uh <laughs> makes sense but yeah there's some tunes on here that i really liked um and uh but just not not my favorite okay uh moving on to number 47 which was uh, rolling stone had ramones by ramones um and I'll I'll go first here because uh, you just had the blueprint this is where i put the blueprint by jay-z yeah, 
again, I found it a little more entertaining, a little more easy to listen to than Illmatic. Um, it's interesting you said nostalgic because I was like, oh, it's not that old. But then uh, at the time this episode is released, it's just past its 20th birthday. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> um, it's college music same. for us, right? It's uh, a couple well, decades. Couple I mean, decades it definitely is. I didn't really. I like was my you. dorm. Yeah, they they weren't really listening to it. I know yeah. you said your dorm that they weren't really listening to this there, but um, yeah, it does harken back to a to a time when mm-hmm. we were much younger. So um, there is some certainly Izzo is something I, we've been hearing for obviously two decades. Uh-huh. Um, again, not my not my genre, but. Uh, but a good one, and certainly has made its uh, imprint on culture. Uh, what would you put here at number forty-seven? Made its blueprint on culture. Um, oh my goodness! Thanks, <laughs> thank you, thanks for that. <laughs> uh, here's where I put Aquemini, and I think I put it there out of spite because I still have to look at that title and think, how do I say this again? Aquemini. Oh, oh no. Aquemini, Aquemini, yeah. Um, I enjoyed I enjoyed our trip through that album, but um, somewhat similar to Illmatic, I think. Aside from Rosa Parks, nothing quickly comes to mind on what I listen okay. to. Um, uh, maybe okay. that's a sign that I didn't spend enough time with it, but um, uh, I don't. I don't feel. I, I again feel appreciative of having spent time with it, but it's here this uh, this spot for that reason. It's, it's a sign of your lack of time. <laughs> uh, see it in the stars. Yeah, all, all, all signs point to yes. <laughs> good that's really good um okay i i'll comment on that a little later okay <laughs> um as we move to number 46 uh, paul simon's graceland album the rolling stone list had um why don't you go next here what did you have for for the sixth spot yeah this is your uh, least favorite album um from the list is what i have here sign of the times um i will say i i resonated with a lot of what you said i don't have as much of a challenge with prince's 80s sound stylistically and um <laughs> so i think it was a little bit easier for me to slide this one up i i'm still really fascinated i feel a little bit about like this album as like I do with um, uh, the Bowie album that we already talked about, the rise and fall of Ziggy Stardust. Like there's, there seems to be a whole lot there and a whole lot more than I've actually gleaned from it. in a few times that I've listened to it, especially Mm. the way that he sings and talks about gender and identity. Um, I'm really Mm. fascinated by his Mm. inclusion of the Camille tracks uh, it's right. it's yeah. way too long, um, <laughs> like <laughs> like most double albums are. But uh, there's something about it that intrigues me, and I want to revisit. And so I slotted it right in the middle there. I guess probably for those reasons. What do you have here at? Uh, wow, sorry, I'm just I'm just taking that in because because I always find it really interesting. Uh, and when we talk to uh, Glenn Guyton about, um purple rain yeah uh, which was another prince album that i really struggled with um 
especially being that it's you know the eighth best album of all time according to this list i always i'm really interested when i don't like something hearing why someone else really really likes it so yeah so i'm I'm just i'm thank you for sharing those things and and sometimes i think you've done the same thing here we i'm inspired to go back when i'm i don't like something or don't connect with it someone says well i really like this about it go oh okay i need to revisit but you're right that i forgot about all those um yeah, the, the the gender things, the Camille things. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah. Like I said, I it, I I do want to pay credit to it. Um, <laughs> here's where I put Ramones. Um, I remember the first time we reviewed this a long time ago, and I thought that I would like it a lot more than I did upon re-listening to it. And I think that my teen self, who was so enamored with the punk movement. Uh, not this punk, but maybe more third wave punk. Yeah. But I think I would have liked it more, but I liked the energy of it and the attitude of it. Um, and the whole part of punk that it's not necessarily about playing your instrument well, but about the statement and the the attitude. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Now as I'm older, I, I may be a little snobbier, but I... I lean more towards that uh, musicianship. Yeah, I think than I used to, and, and part of me feels a little guilty about that. But but I think that was something that was hard about listening to a whole album with this going, meh. You know, it's meh. I still love the energy, and it's still nostalgic for me. But it's not my very very favorite, and my teen self would probably be really angry at me. Yeah, um, angry enough to start a <laughs> punk band. <laughs> not quite angry enough to start a punk band um uh but but close um uh but yeah i put that here I, there's still something special about it and it still you know fits more within the genres that i that i'm familiar with more so than the some of the hip-hop stuff but um i kind of copped out and just threw it in the middle <laughs> Because there's still a part of me that feels guilty about putting it any lower. <laughs> that's really funny. Anyways, that that's for me. Um, so we'll move to number 45, which is where Rolling Stone magazine had uh, Prince's Sign of the Times. We've both talked about that. Again, you and I have agreed. I think we've agreed on this list, on these 10, more than we ever had before. Uh, yeah. So once again, we've both got um, at the five spot but a hip-hop album, The Low End Theory by Tribe Called Quest. Um, Personally, I really enjoyed this. was totally new to me. Um, I don't know if I'd heard any of it, maybe one track. I loved learning about it through research and also talking to uh, to our friend Manuel about it and it was so great to hear his experience with it uh, and, and some of the things he'd learned about it and about the artists. Um, they're, they're the individual artists are artists I'm not familiar with either, so it was great to hear Q-Tip and Fife Dog um, hear them on their own and as a group and learn a bit about them I really enjoyed it and it's definitely an album that I would listen to again it's a lot of fun it's got that very raw um, sort of not acoustic I guess that's not the right word but maybe un, less electronic sound yeah. like more early hip hop sound yes. as opposed to some of the later hip hop and also um, uh lyrically a little easier to digest 
not quite as crass, a little bit at times, and a little bit of cursing, but not much, so a little easier to have on in the house. So uh, a lot of things that just made it more appealing to me, and, and I really enjoyed that album. Yeah, I appreciate that it's, um, yeah, you know, some of the things that we wondered at the time, if it was simply because of uh, who we are, the stage of life we're in, but that it's a little cleaner <laughs> than some of the other yeah. hip-hop that we tackled. Uh, I like the way that it's crafted uh, with a sort of gritty streets noise as kind of the backdrop. It it mm-hmm. feels like you're in New York City as you're listening through it. Um, and, and yeah, I think, you know, this happens every time we've got a guest, but some of Manuel's enthusiasm and the reasons why he's so passionate about it, I think... You know, I, I found myself nodding along. Like, oh, yeah, I, I do hear that here. You know, that if it right. had just been the two of us, uh, perhaps we both would have had a little lower in this in this ranking. But, um, yeah. Cool. Um, next at number 44, Rolling Stone magazine had Nas and Silmatic. Um, I guess I, I want to go in and finish off with the... Uh, the last hip hop album in our re-ranking. This is where I put Outkast Aquemini. Um I really enjoyed listening to this. Mm. Uh, it was pretty much brand. I think Rosa Parks the only one I knew. It's just a ton of fun. They're they're uh they're rapping. Yeah. Between the two of them is yeah. just uh just astounding. So entertaining. Um I, I really love the title track, which is I think because I've listened to it so many times, it's how I can remember how to pronounce Equemini. Maybe you need to listen to that <laughs> title track yeah, more often. Perhaps. Um, <laughs> but um, I, I really liked it. It's a lot of fun. Fairly clean. Um, not entirely clean, but pretty clean. Um, and it's a very different sound. We talked yeah. about, like like a lot of the hip hop we listened to has been East or West, mostly either New York or, or you know, west coast yep um so we get a totally different flavor here yeah, true in the the atlanta hip-hop scene and all the atlanta artists that they draw into this uh album um so interesting you know yep. from uh the goody mob featuring CeeLo green um erica badu and then lots of other artists uh from the area so um, yeah, that was that was a lot of fun, and I, I've def, I've already come back to that one a few times, if not the whole album, definitely portions of it. Um, yeah. it's one that was I, I really enjoyed. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, this is this is where I have uh, Ramones. Um, okay, self titled album. I I think this is probably a nostalgia pick, uh, not necessarily because okay. I knew the album, but because of the sound and yeah, sort of memories yeah. that it pulls me back to. Um, it has a familiarity that I didn't feel on and realizing now any of the six albums below it. Um, okay. And yep. so perhaps that's why hmm. it's there. Um, this spot on the list, I, I recognize its flaws and I think I empathize with your comment about you know, a little older in life now, maybe expecting a bit more polish on, on things. Hmm. I also find it, pretty repetitive like i can't really listen to the whole thing yeah um no <laughs> but i enjoy it and i enjoy it in, in smaller doses uh and so it winds up here yep well said i like that um 
We've got the same top three, which which I, I don't think has ever say, happened. That's never <laughs> happened. So we'll head into our final three here. Um, Super yeah, boring. This, this, no, this will be it'll be fun. Well, yeah. well, it's it's rare that we can we can do this uh, kind of side by side because again, yeah. Yeah. just so you know, we don't we don't pick these together. We do it right. separately. We don't look at them until after we start recording this episode, and then yeah. we. We've blacked out our our shared doc, and then we open up. So we didn't, we haven't seen this until we do it. So this was <laughs> uh, coincidence or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, number forty three, the three spot, Rolling Stone magazine put the low end theory by a Tribe Called Quest. Uh, ben, why don't why don't you kick us off? This is where we both put uh, Legend, the best of Bob Marley and the Whalers. We've talked. Uh, talked for quite a while about the problematic nature of this album but also sure, that yeah. it just feels like an old friend <laughs> super yeah. familiar super comfortable and uh and still really enjoyable despite its um its flaws and the fact that it's a, a compilation album <laughs> right and at least for me and i think i think for both of us these last three albums that's going to be the theme for me is is familiarity yeah um mm-hmm. and feeling very comfortable in the yeah. music um and for me maybe not legend but but maybe for me i hadn't listened to these albums in their entirety and i think that you had but i hadn't um yeah and they still just felt so so familiar so same legend i almost wanted to put it higher because i can't I can't put this like I could put this album on anytime. Yep. Mm-hmm. Anytime. Like I don't anytime because it's just other things. But anytime I could put it on and you're gonna feel good. Um just right off the bat. It's it's so light and happy and we we did discuss that that really doesn't uh I think accurately represent all of uh, Bob Marley's music, yeah. but this selection is, you know, his biggest hits, and, and it's just it's just great. Um, uh, for one of the, I think the only time of this group of ten, our picks match Rolling Stones' pick number forty-two, the two spot. OK, Computer by Radiohead. Um, yeah, I ah, this one. See, I haven't come back to it, but there was just something so... I was listening through it, and it's like, oh, man, I feel like I'm in the 90s again. Even though I don't know all these songs, it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, this is like everything I was listening to in the 90s. uh, This is it. And uh, it's it's nostalgic, and it was some of it was new for me. It's interesting. Um, There's some great songs. Uh, There's there's some challenging music on it. Like, it's not, you know, think about a song like Paranoid Android um, that's like fairly complex got a lot of different parts is is dissonant yeah um, it's catchy at times you know uh, uh, to me one of the oddest lead singles ever uh, off an album um but yeah just great stuff um and yeah very comfortable here at number two for me yeah yeah uh i'll resonate with that only to say that it's an album i've owned and i think that makes the nostalgia a little bit deeper it's not just the sure. sound yeah uh, i would agree with you that. know it was a hard album for me to rank overall at the end of the episode just knowing that like i i have loved this music i'm not sure that i mm. know 
how to be critical about it. <laughs> um, right. And uh, yeah, and I'm sure it'll be an album that I put on another time too. Um, right. So, yeah. So to our last album, Rolling Stone magazine put Let It Bleed at the top spot, number 41 Wrong. in this group of 10. But we both put another album. Um, This album in its entirety was new to me. I heard some of the songs, of course. Um, uh, Oh, I guess it was Paul Simon's Graceland. I should say which album. Yeah. Uh, Graceland. Um, But again, for me, listen, I remember saying out loud, I don't know if I was by myself or if my wife Nora was there. I said, gosh, this is so comfortable. For yeah. me. Like it's just I felt I felt like just slipping into something so not familiar because I've heard it. Or that yeah. I really listened to a lot of like Paul Simon's music from the late eighties, uh yeah. or other things that came out that sound like it. There's I don't know what it was. It was just so comfortable. We talked about maybe because uh growing up in a in a Mennonite church that uh, there's there's a high emphasis on we talked about this but on the album on, mm-hmm. on mission work and and travel and uh, a lot of our more modern hymn books incorporate songs right from other cultures and it wouldn't be uncommon for us to have a family or a group in from Africa mm-hmm. to so so we heard a lot of this music um, you know you you even more than me having having lived there for a little time but but even for me. Um, even the, the the South African elements to most of the songs wasn't foreign to me. Uh-huh. Uh, it was that was familiar too, uh, at least to a certain degree. Uh, so putting it all together, just and oh, it's just so. Oh, I really liked it. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Um, it's very special. It's one I want to get on vinyl. Um, even with its challenges, with, the, with which we discussed at length with. Uh, with our wonderful guests, Erin uh, Kondo and her and her husband Josh. Was it Josh? Yep. Okay, good. Uh, so you can just leave that. Um, and to get their take on it, mm-hmm. um, and we talked about some of those challenges, but still, we all kind of agreed at the end that that we just really love it. <laughs> yeah. And even even if there are some challenges with it, um, cultural appropriation and others, uh, that that it still just sounds really great. Yeah. Um, so, so that's me. What? Why did you put this here at number one? Yeah. Uh, first, I want to say that I'm chuckling to myself a little bit because I think at the end of the episode when we were talking about, you know, where does it fall in the pantheon of albums of all time? Josh said, you know, there's very few that I'd put above it. Maybe Sign of the Times by Prince. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, uh, I, I forgot about that. We've. Uh, We've nudged that one down in favor of Graceland, uh, Sorry. Despite, despite his words. Um, but, Sorry, Josh. Uh, yeah, this is uh, this has got familiarity for me. This has got uh, a very comfortable sound. I find myself wondering now if I am who uh, you can call me Al's written for, getting a little soft in the middle. Um, but uh, but uh, I don't know. You can't over you can't overstate when something feels comfortable and uh, this certainly does uh i really like paul simon as a solo artist i liked him as a, a duo with art garfunkel and um 
And this is, I think, him at his best, uh, being a little bit quirky and, uh, and very musical and making beautiful music out of it. Um, it Putting it here at the number one spot doesn't feel edgy or surprising. It just feels right. like it fits. Uh, yeah. I, I'm not proud of this in the way that if I had put like, I don't know, the low end theory here and said like, but think about like the way that it changed hip hop music. Mm. And, you know, this right. is, Graceland doesn't necessarily come up when people are talking about albums that changed the landscape of music, but I like it a lot. And uh, yeah, that's often the main criteria for these re-ranking lists. Sure. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Well, there you have it, folks. Yeah. Uh, we've re-ranked. Uh, let, let us know what you think. Yeah. Uh, if, if you, you know, really agree, if you have issue with that, leave us a message on our Absolutely. Facebook page or, or uh, go to our Anchor page. Uh, we have a page on Anchor, which is uh, where we distribute our podcast. You can leave us a, even a voice message. Uh, mm-hmm. We'd love to hear from you. Um, and so now what we do is we we look at of the albums we've reviewed so far so 50 albums on this list we we pick a top 10 and we have a look and see if any of these these new 10 have entered the top 10 so let me just reveal that now we can yeah. both have a look oh boy well we're boring <laughs> i think that we both did the same thing <laughs> which fits uh, with the list that we were so fairly similar <laughs> on i guess <laughs> um we've decided not to change a thing no uh uh i i was tempted to put graceland on here but i couldn't figure out what to bump yeah same um so so i've got going from from 10 to 1 of my my top 10 of the 50 albums we reviewed uh CV Wonder Songs of the Key of Life, Michael Jackson's Thriller, Jimi Hendrix Experience, Are You Experienced, uh, Sgt. Pepper's Only Hearts Club Band by The Beatles, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill by Lauren Hill, Number Five, uh, Tapestry by Carol King, Abbey Road by The Beatles, uh, Fleetwood Mac's Rumors, Joni Mitchell's Blue, and my number one of all time is Revolver by The Beatles. And that's, I think there's one album I see coming up that might <laughs> might uh, bump into there, but I think that's going to be that like that for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and we share a few of the same albums, but yeah. uh, do you want to just run through yours, Ben, for yeah. everyone to hear? Before I dive in, I'll say I was playing some mental games with myself. First, I thought Graceland, yeah, it's got to fit, and I thought well, I think I'd rather listen to the White Album right now. It's my number ten album on this list. <laughs> can't bump that off, and I really can't I don't put it any why. higher than that. And so we'll we'll keep that off. And then I thought, well, okay, computer though, like that's so formational for me as a twenty something, maybe even teenage years. That's got to be on here. And then I thought, well, no, I can't put that on and not Graceland. I've already said that Graceland is better than OK Computer. <laughs> My own logic was is working against me there. But Aww. yeah, so um, I think either of those could be on, but I'm guessing that they wouldn't last too long. And I'm still very content with this list of 10. So at the bottom of mine is the aforementioned White Album by the Beatles. Um, okay. and then there's uh, Stevie Wonder's Inner Visions, uh, aforementioned Tapestry, 
Uh, I have Bruce Springsteen's Born to Run right above that. Right. The Beach yep. Boys Pet Sounds. Uh, I also have the Beatles' Abbey Road here and then uh, Fleetwood Mac Rumors and Joni Mitchell's Blue. So we've got those three stacked, yep. clumped together, I guess. I have yeah. uh, an extra album up here, What's Going On, um, the Marvin yeah, Gaye, Marvin Gaye. Uh, album. Yep. And then my number one is Songs in the Key of Life. Yeah, I'm realizing I've got a couple of double albums on this list, which usually I'm a bit critical of, and uh, uh, have to give that some thought too. I guess just songs of the key of life and the white album. So, uh, yeah, all great albums. So yeah, twenty twenty with some overlap. Fantastic yeah. albums. Yep. Um, and uh, Ben, so fun to to do this again with you. This is this is a great tradition that we do every ten albums. Um, we hope you don't mind that we, we were doing for a while. We were doing two a week. We've gone back to one a, mm-hmm. one a week, uh, just a more comfortable pace for us. It takes a little longer to get to these, but that's okay. Yep. Um, of the next, we won't list the next 10 albums coming up, but is there anything you're really looking forward to uh, coming up next, Ben? Well, this feels pretty stacked. Um, as I scan yeah. down through this list, like a really quality block of 10 that, uh, you know, if, if these 10 had been here in the place of the 10 that we just went through, I wouldn't be terribly surprised. Now, there are a few more albums that we've already reviewed here. So maybe there's some right. bias and stuff that we already know. Uh, half the albums are ones we've already taken a look at. Um, yeah. And so that's some of it. And there's a couple of albums that we haven't looked at that I already know I love because they're albums that I'm familiar right. with. So yes. um, yeah, there's a, there's a few things there that I'm, I'm really looking forward to. Uh, Led Zeppelin's uh, iconic, I guess it's, it's IV or four, although I don't think there's any title on, on that album jacket. Uh, yeah. If anything, it's self-titled. That might be the one I'm most looking forward to. Uh, it's an album that I haven't listened to in quite some oh, time, okay. but an album that both my wife and I owned. One of the very few albums that oh, cool. when we merged together our people, uh, we realized we had two copies of <laughs> wow. that album, um, <laughs> which didn't cool. happen very much. Uh, so that, that'll that be fun to take a look at. Um, and I'm uh, surprised that yeah. that's the album. Yeah, I was too. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm also a real big fan of Stevie Wonder's Talking Book, and I have two of his albums right. in my top ten. Maybe I don't know if I can squish a third one in, but I've got to start thinking that through as as well. So, uh, yeah, this will be a fun a fun decade to, to move through. How about how about you? What stands out when you look at this list? Well, yes. First of all, there are many things I'm familiar with, and a few we've already reviewed. So I think. Yeah. I've listened to already one, two, three, four, five, six, seven already, and only one or two because of this list. Um, and then a few are new. I'm really, really interested in uh, Exile in Guyville by Liz Fair. <laughs> it's it's an album cover that is iconic and I recognize. I don't think I could tell you the name of one Liz Fair song. I have right. no idea what's on this album. So I'm really excited to hear it, um, to hear what that sounds like. Do, do I actually know some of it? And I just didn't know it was Liz Fair. Uh, I, th- I think it's a nineties thing. Um, 
I'm just I'm saying these things just to show you how ignorant I am yeah. of of this artist and this album. So I'm excited because that's so new. Um, it's been a long time since we listened to James Brown, so I'm really excited to listen to James Brown Star Time. Even though it's a compilation and it's like four hours of music, um, <laughs> I loved listening to James Brown the first time we did it. Um, and of course, still possibly my, f- if not my favorite album of all time, maybe my second favorite album of all time, Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. Mm, um, yes. Uh, always happy to talk about that album. Um, and still, every time I turn put it on, I... I'm reminded why it is my favorite album of all time. So playing my hand a bit, but I haven't been very shy over the last two and a half years about, about how I feel about that album and how I feel about its ranking here on two lists. (laughs) And I'm sure that'll come up again. Um, And of course uh, our beloved Canadian friends, the band Mm -hmm. Um, just such a, so there's some, there's some great stuff here. So I am really looking forward to it. Uh, and as compared to the last 10, which, which don't get me wrong, were great albums, but I, I was so, um, just felt like a fish out of water for a lot of them and, uh, coming into a, a group of 10 that much, much more familiar with. So, yeah, yeah. uh, there's some comfort in that, but, but also there's some great albums and I'm looking forward to, uh, to hearing some, some new stuff too so lots to look forward to um and we hope you'll you'll join us on as we continue this exciting journey through music through some music through some popular music (laughs) picked by some people we begin our journey uh with album number 51 and uh that's coming up next week for you here on the sound logic podcast it's uh revisiting a compilation album it feels like we didn't have any of those for a while. Now suddenly there's uh, two of them here within four albums and another one not far away. Um, we're, we're returning to Chuck Berry's The Great 28. So that'll be right. interesting to, to give that another whirl and, and see if, we're, if our thoughts have changed. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, until that time, we hope you continue to be well. We hope you take care of yourselves and those around you. And of course, we hope you'll join us next time right here on the Sound Logic Podcast. Thanks, everyone, and bye bye for now. If you like what you hear, subscribe on your favorite podcast app and write a review. Send us a message at our Facebook page, on Instagram, or through our Sound Logic Podcast Twitter feed. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>